sometimes it seems like each of these coffee shop conversations that artichoke music is special and i really feel like they are some are more special and one of those is today sitting across from me here at artichoke music at 2007 southeast powell boulevard is jennifer folker who holds a place in portland's musical history for a lot of things but especially for her work with keith schreiner and jay bozich and the band dahlia which had a spectacular run at a club named ohm which they sold out every week no one can forget her presence her singing and her lyric improvisations those nights were magical period she moved back to portland from l.a not long ago let's catch up Jane, welcome back to Portland. Welcome to the uh, Artichoke Cafe, and, and it's so great to see you. It's really great to see you. It's been a long time. It's been years. I know. Years I really, and years and I years. I really needed a hug. How, how long were you in, uh, in L.A.? Five years. Wow. I have no idea how. <laughs> oh, I've, I've lived there. I understand. It's just like yeah. no seasons. It's just time right. just passes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. holy crap, I've been here for five years. I know, years. except it rains around Christmas and that's it. And that's about it, yeah. yeah. Although yeah. it's, uh, ironically, the, the last year that I was there, it like rained more than it had in 10. Really? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm well, still leaving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, were you were you singing in L.A.? I did. Um, didn't you stop for a while? I did. Um, yeah, primarily there I was just living. Um, uh -huh. I did um, some backing vocals for, gosh, what are they called? I'm so terrible like this. Um, Bram, Bram, Bram Von 2000 or... Uh -huh. They had this like big hit in like the early 2000s called Drinking in L.A. And uh -huh. they're all um, French Canadian and really <laughs> adorable, like really sweet guys. <laughs> uh, but I connected with them through my friend Robert Cakeley, who's in San uh -huh. Diego. And uh -huh. um, so, yeah, that was a really fun weekend. I just went down to San Diego and just did backing vocals. And we all drank a uh -huh. ton of wine and uh -huh. it was a blast. But you, you didn't have a band? No, mm -mm. <clears throat> no. I didn't. I really wasn't I really wasn't singing. But that's kind of what brought me back to Portland was um, a couple of years ago. I just I kind of woke up from this like dream and um, and in the dream I was singing and it just felt amazing. And I woke up from that and I was like, why am I not? You know, anytime I come visit Portland and I was visiting more frequently at that point, uh -huh. you know, why am I not just like booking some studio time like right. while I'm there? Right. And, um, and then that morning, um, I received and like out of the blue, I hadn't spoken to Toby Marks from Banco de Guy in the longest time. And he had sent me this message, um, saying like, are you still doing music? Cause I really, I have these songs and I really love, you know, uh -huh. to hear what you think, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <gasps> and then, and then that, and then maybe another hour later, I got an email from Southwest air and there were like these crazy deals on these tickets to wow. Portland. And I was like, screw huh? it. I there just booked, booked the flight. <laughs> Um, for like seven days uh -huh. and then just sent out some emails to friends and, and had like five days in, in a different studio each day. And, wow. it, and it, so I came into town and was just like, just made a ton of music that week and just had a ball. Um, oh, were you singing your songs or somebody else's just, songs? Yeah. I was singing other people's. Oh, I was writing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was with like my friend Steven Martinez. I was with um, my friend Keith Brown, who uh -huh. I'm still making music with. Uh -huh. um, we did Dramatica together, and yeah. you know, and another friend, just like just a few different friends for their for their stuff, and it was just a blast. And um, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to come home. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Are you from Portland? 
Yeah, I'm from Eugene, essentially, outside yeah. Eugene. Yeah, yeah. But I started coming up to Portland in the 80s, you know, to go clubbing. And yeah, yeah. To the City Club and, and Quest and Confettis and all the, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but I moved here when I was 17 and 90. Wow. Yeah. On your own? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> My first job was at Rose's Ice Cream that used to be over on Fremont. Um <laughs> And yeah, and I, you know, was on my own and it wasn't always easy, but I lived here for like a year and a half. And then I got the, the urging to go to San Francisco. That was when Uh the, the rave scene in the house community was really popping off in San Francisco. And Uh I went down there to go to a couple of, um, parties and just fell in love with San Francisco and just moved there and lived there for about a year. And, Uh and that's how I kind of got really involved in electronic music. Ah. through that year of uh-huh. being a go-go dancer and just like going out a lot. <laughs> you, were, you, you, were, you, were, you were being a go-go dancer? I was a go-go dancer. Yeah, it was really fun. Right? Um, <laughs> it was um, clothes on, mind you. Yeah, okay. Like not like, wasn't stripping. Um, no, it was, I was getting hired by, it was also a, a legal way for promoters to get me into 21 and over clubs. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was also just known as a dancer like at, uh-huh. at those parties i could just i was like an energizer bunny i could just dance and dance all night long <laughs> just totally sober um but i got like amoeba amoeba record store at the time was branching out into clothing and uh-huh. so they would give me like furry fuzzy outfits to wear <laughs> with like big crazy hats and like they would pay me and then i would just hand out their cards and then uh-huh. the promoters would uh-huh. pay me like 40 dollars an hour to like Whoa. dance in a cage or on some crazy platform or <laughs> god only knows what um <laughs> And that's how I made a living when I lived down there, you know, because I was only 18. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I was. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, and then when I burned out from that, um, I moved back to Portland. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Um, and then when I realized that I just needed a just kind of a break to decompress and uh-huh. I call it my Malcolm X year because I basically just I moved back to Eugene for a little while, went to huh. um, Lane Community College, studied music and yeah. read the dictionary. Did you? Yeah. Hence <laughs> the Malcolm X reference. Um, yeah, I literally read the dictionary and was like, you know, I, my vocabulary was like beautiful and amazing and ew. And that was like, it. I just felt like my brain was mush. Um, and then once I kind of calibrated from that, I moved back to Portland. Good. Oh, yeah. And then and started doing music, you know. Uh-huh. And I feel like when I was younger, I mean, I've always been singing my whole life, but I didn't feel like I had a lot to say at that point. I was just so young Mm -hmm. and and still... When you say your whole life, what do you mean? Well, I started singing uh, when I was four in front of crowds. Um, Crowds? mm Mm-hmm. And that was through, you know, and that was through church or like like children's productions. Uh And then um, my music teacher at Cresswell, which is where I went Uh to elementary school, uh, Mrs. Yost, um, (laughs) who was amazing, Uh um, definitely took notice, you know, of of and certainly put me front and center like I remember in third grade <laughs> getting up in front of the school and singing somewhere over the rainbow and killing it um, <laughs> but she she put my parents in touch with the University of Oregon Children's Choir which uh-huh. was a classical choral choir yeah. um, r- run through the University of Oregon and directed by a man named Randall Moore who was mm-hmm. very very good man um, and myself, um, there was like, I think I was the youngest person admitted into the youth choir. Uh-huh. And you had to play two instruments, you had to sight read. You wow. had, I mean, it was, it was a lot of incredible training. Yeah. Um, yeah. And certainly is how I learned how to support, uh-huh. knew what a diaphragm was, yeah. you know, trained my ears. Um, and I was Little did he know that 10 years later you'd be dancing in a cage. Well, <laughs> we all have our paths. <laughs> 
Um, so that, but that was, you know, that was amazing. And then, yeah. and then I went to Pleasant Hill where I studied jazz. They had an uh-huh. incredible jazz program at Pleasant uh-huh. Hill High School. Uh-huh. Um, so that was another, you know, source of education. But as far as life experience and writing and poetry and uh-huh. all the other things that kind of come with being an expressive artist, um, uh-huh. I didn't have that. So those years of being a little kooky um, were necessary. You know, uh-huh. I met a lot of interesting people from all over the world yeah. and I was very young and I just absorbed yeah. it all. Yeah. Um, but there is something more to that, you know, traveling and face to face rather than just like reading Sartre and you know, right. Baudelaire and like yeah. all the, you know, all the like <laughs> all the books like Steinbeck and like, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Jack Kerouac and whatever I was reading. And the know, dictionary. And the dictionary. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, you gotta, gotta have the words to express them. Um, <laughs> I, I know you have great words. <laughs> you have the best words. Flibber to gibbet is my favorite one. I never owned a dictionary that did not have flibber to gibbet in it. <laughs> but but by the time I was like you know twenty one, um, I could get into the bars here. So yeah. I really kind of was waiting yeah. until I could really. I mean, the X ray was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, That's what everybody says. But it but it <clears throat> but it but there were so many bars, you know, that were and there was excellent music happening in all of them, mm-hmm. and and I was hearing about it, you know. And I just wanted to be a part of that. And, and then I started meeting people. And so I remember there was a band here called Dow Jones. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they broke up. And I remember like auditioning to sing with them. But even then, I mean, I was 22. I just didn't feel like I had the chops to really write. Mm-hmm. I was still too nervous about um, expressing what was really in my heart. Hmm. Um, with a lot, with a group of people, with collaborating. Gotcha. So I was doing stuff at Satyricon and writing these like minstrel pieces about like a witch's last night before she's burned at the stake and like, <laughs> and just performing them a cappella at Satyricon for uh-huh. the, um, the uh-huh. cabaret shows they used to do on Sundays. Wow. Stuff like that. But I still was, re- you know, I still didn't know how to make a lot of eye contact when I was on a stage. I was still really like shy and uh-huh. you wouldn't think that too. No You'd never think. didn't tell you, but it, it took years <laughs> to get to that comfort level. Uh-huh. And, um, but Imogene, that first real band that I was in in the mid '90s, that mm-hmm. was really where I started to kind of find my voice and mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. and and having more confidence about what I was singing about and the stories that I was telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Well, the band after that is legendary. Dahlia, it's just legendary. Yeah. It's so many people have such amazing memories mm. of spending it's was, incredible. It was, t- was it tuesday nights wasn't it oh yeah, yeah yeah they called it tuesday night therapy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for you too it was definitely therapy for me i was it looked thinking like about it. that yeah. on my way down here um and of course you know this um but we you know keith um keith and i never we never rehearsed so yeah. um he would just bring songs to the stage <clears throat> and i would just write to them live yeah. So it was definitely therapy in that, you know, going into those nights, I would sit really quietly and just kind of like pull forward everything inside me. Yeah. And then down from wherever those insights come from. And then just try and push them through myself in a poetic way with melody. And man, you know, and you do that enough, you, you, you really start to tap into something yeah. else. Yeah. And, and th- that's certainly what I was tapping into. And the place was packed. Oh, yeah. It was packed. And it was packed full of heart. You yeah, know? yeah. There was so it's much so, heart in that room. It's so unusual. I mean, okay, so yeah, there's there's grunge and there's, you know, the satiricon scene, which is fine for what it is, but there was nothing intellectual about it. Sure. You know, there was nothing really poetic about it. Sure. Political. Not much. Political, yeah. Maybe but not poetic. Not really poetic. Yeah. But 
Dahlia had everything. Oh, bless you. Everything. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and how long did that last? A couple years? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, we, we got together in probably 98 or 99. Yeah. And we we actually were doing shows at Tiger Bar first. Uh-huh. And then um, Dave Elliott and Dan Reed opened Ohm. <clears throat> and I had met Dan maybe a year previous. Um, and, and I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I met him through my friend JD, who also knew that I had been doing these acid jazz nights, also improving. Yeah. Um, uh, at Burbati's for years. Like, we did the Acid Jazz Night for, I think, three years running. It was, at that time, the longest-running weekly. Of course, the Dahlia Tuesday Night blew that out of the water. Yeah. Um, but, so the, he created that introduction because he had met Keith at Tiger Bar because uh-huh. he was doing auditory sculpture through that. Right. And was like, oh, man, I got to get these two together. Right. Um, right. I'll never forget. Sure enough. I walked into Tiger Bar. This is, this is so I think, post-Dahlia. But... Um, or almost post die, and I had just shot the first day on an assisted suicide documentary, and it blew, and I was blown away because the guy was going to let us shoot everything, including his death. Ugh. So I walk into Tiger Bar, and Keith is working. Yeah, he's working, and 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 you could always talk to Keith when he was working. Oh, for sure. And I walked Very up to him, and I told him this. He said, "I'm all over it." And two days later, he had the whole score. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Keith is very prolific, and he en- he enjoys it. He was always really, yeah. and he'll tell you this, um, just obsessed with synthesizers, like all right. good geeks are. What was the name? Of, what was the name of his synthesizer? Oh Didn't my god! Did it have a name? Uh, I forget. We talk about it when you did the OVB. He was, yeah. uh, well, he had like Hazel. He had Hazel from Watership Down. Yeah, and, yeah, right, um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think that's what he named her. I forget. Yeah. Mem- memory yeah. is not. But that's uh, of all the <laughs> of all the stories that I've done since I've been here in Portland, which is a lot of stories mm. and a lot of different kind of platforms. That's probably my favorite, oh, the one I did that? on you guys. Oh, yeah, sweet. it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, we we did the residency at Ohm. Um, I mean, I guess Ohm opened in '99, so mm-hmm. so we were there at the beginning, yeah. at the very beginning. We were the, I, like the house band right, or whatever. Right. And um, I think I did the story in 2000 or 2001. I think it was 2001. Was it? Okay. And um, and we so it was ninety nine through until I left for New York, which was in two thousand four. And everybody was unhappy. Unhappy where? Oh, when I left. When you left. Yeah, I really needed to. I really needed to leave. What do you mean she's leaving? <laughs> yeah, she yeah. can't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really overwhelmed, you know, yeah. and, and and I'm not scared to speak personally. Um, you know, my relationship was just had was ending and 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 I just felt you know I was like I went into therapy and was just like why you know why why do I feel so scattered like what uh-huh. what is the you know what what is my purpose um yeah. I also think that the music industry really broke my heart you know we had we had been working so hard it didn't even occur to me that things wouldn't continue to get bigger yeah and we were doing so well and and really like when all the downloading began happening you know, and we had all these labels like looking at us, and, right. but when that kind of crashed and the music industry kind of right. like, shit themselves, yeah, um, we were we were then described as difficult to you know difficult to put in a box. Like we they didn't know what to do with us. We were kind of all too all over the place. You right. know, Crystal right. Method's second album had kind of tanked. Like yeah. some of these other you know prodigies' second album kind of mm-hmm. tanked. 
um, people were just like kind of freaked out and they were like, well, if they're not doing it, like, what are we going to do with these guys? Right. Cause we were, we were really unique and we were, we were kind of difficult to categorize. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that along with some other things that, um, that just kind of broke my heart about yeah. the, the, the business. Right. Um, I just was like, I, I gotta go. Like, I don't even, I don't know. You, I kind of pined for, for that. You know, I, it was never like wanting to be a rock star and it was never about like wanting to be famous. It really, uh -huh. for me, it was uh -huh. always about just having a platform to yeah. talk about things that uh, makes me verklempt. Um, it was always about talking about things that people don't talk about. Right. And right. getting into the guts and to the yeah. hearts of yeah. people's um, Oh, well, you, that, you, you, you did that. That's yeah. why everybody was, was upset when you left. <laughs> I remember, I remember we started shooting on the assisted suicide documentary in 2001 mm -hmm. and, uh, I guess it was. And, uh, it would, there were many, many very difficult shooting days because man was going to kill himself, Yeah, you know? And plus he, he had a, a boyfriend who betrayed him and it was, mm -hmm. it was really, really hard. Yeah. A thing to, to work on and I would be completely nuts at the end of the day end of the shoot and I would put on ease up mm -hmm. yeah I love that song and I just would sit in the car yeah and play that tune yeah I mean you know that's you know me talking to myself yeah you know? no yeah. face in the clouds oh you were talking to everybody away. yeah I mean you know a lot of those songs and and still to this day a lot of the songs that mm -hmm. I write are you know really like what I want my 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 more all-knowing self to tell me mm -hmm. when I'm feeling heartbroken or disillusioned or just dirty or yeah whatever yeah. you know I I DJed uh, at the, at the Joe Bar for three years and uh, uh, almost every week I would sneak in Grisella sneak in what isn't that the isn't wasn't that her name Griselda 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 you might be loved and you might not know. Oh, Marcella. Marcella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like Griselda. That's I what know. I should call my Halloween no, yeah, costume really, this no. year. <laughs> Marcella. And, Marcella you know, behind people, liquid blue eyes. Yeah. And it was generally because people in Joe Bar never listened to what I was playing. Yeah. But the, but the staff would always go like, wow, who is that? Oh, bless <laughs> you. You're so sweet. Yeah, that song is beautiful. And that line. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I wrote, and actually I wrote that for a girlfriend. I wrote Did that you? for my girlfriend, Mar Marcella. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but it's she, universal. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That song is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ray down off, um, emotion cycles too, is another song that I wrote, um, about my friend Ray, mm -hmm. who was someone I knew, um, in, when I moved back to, in my Malcolm X year, mm -hmm. um, he was an, this artist that, crazy old artist um you know gay and uh -huh. and loved to dress in like polyester women's clothing and just crazy and so wise and such a phenomenal painter um and pretty certified and you know uh, died on the dance floor of john henry's oh my dancing God. Wow. drunk on wine wow. i mean what a perfect end to that man he, yeah. i'm sure he yeah. he somehow planned it um, but I didn't hear about it for maybe a week and someone had told me that Ray had wow. passed away and I was just going into the studio and mm -hmm. we recorded that at Dan Reed's um, house. Mm -hmm. And I was just going in the studio that day and I was just really sad. Um, and Dan um, had been recording some stuff for Keith for an auditory sculpture solo uh -huh. um, CD. Yeah. 
record, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you call album. that stuff. Yeah, album. They're called albums now. <laughs> they are called albums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was like, you know, Keith didn't want me to show you this, but I just feel like we should just do this. And, and, and I was like, do what? And he was like, I'm going to play you something, and I'm just going to record and just sing. And I was like, oh. okay. And so he played me um, Ray down, yeah. and that's just me singing the first take. Wow. Just Ray huh. down, all huh. the sliding around, that the whole song. So, wow. And it's just one take. And then we Jeez. just did another take and another take and another take, yeah. and that is what that huh. is. Huh. Um, do, you, do you mind? Do you mind if we go when, when we're done? Do you mind if we go out on Marcella? Oh, of course! Yeah, I'd be honored. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, of course. That's good. Of course. <laughs> so okay, so you moved to New York, and oh well, what was so great about just leaving when I was kind of feeling like t- crazy? Yeah, I was just like, ah, like, like, you know, I was just like constant output, and um, I kind of wasn't listening to music anymore, and I kind of was very, very, like, hyper-conscious of other people's perceptions. I'd become very... So you went to New York? And so I went to New York, <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, I had been flown out there to Where do... everything is this. <laughs> the perfect place for me. I love New York. But I had been flown out that previous spring to yeah. do um, some house tracks with a producer out there, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and that first week that I was there, it was like total magic. Like, like I was like recognized on the street by someone and just wow. like, hu- like mm-hmm. hugs yeah, and yeah, having yeah. all these like shiny moments with strangers. Wow. It was just very magical. Uh-huh. And the time in the studio was incredible and um, it was just magical. And then, uh, and then I went back a couple of weeks later to finish everything up and in very typical New York fashion, um, when, when, when New York knows you're in love with her, she will kick you in the nuts. Right. right. <laughs> How do you like me now? You yes. know, <laughs> yes. um, and she did, um, yes. well, that's that the week, East coast. That was, t- it was a terrible week. Yeah. But, um, long story long, by the end of it, I was like, I still feel like everything in my heart was like, this is where you're supposed to be. Like, you need to be uh-huh. here. Like, uh-huh. and I think I need, I think I needed to get kicked in the nuts. Wow. Punched on the boob. Really? Maybe. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I needed to toughen up a little bit. I was just so sensitive at that point. Um, And just, and not carrying it with, um, with um, greater, like a greater grit and wisdom. So I was, I felt like I was getting pushed around by life, I think a little bit. And I was making personal choices that were based on what I felt like other people wanted from me rather than what was truly in my heart. So that first decision to move to New York um, was in my heart. And even though I knew it was going to, really upset a lot of people um I knew I had to do it and it was it wasn't easy at first but I just learned so many um and you and I talked I think um you uh what was that um you had that that column that you were doing and it was kind of just a short they were like these short interview bursts with just different Portland people really great and you interviewed me when I got back when I moved back from New York and I think I was telling you, like, I, I, you know, my heart was just a little broken. And, and yeah. you know, I found found flight again. We did that being in a there. little coffee shop up on MLK. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was not very long, but I packed a lot into, you know, almost yeah. two years of living there. Yeah. And by the time, you know, once I was living in Williamsburg and I was out of Manhattan, like, I was like, oh, man, like. For eight hundred dollars, sharing this warehouse art space with wow. like three other people, yeah. I was like, I should just be, you know, 
surrounded by hipsters and yeah. not very much culture at that point. Right. Um, Williamsburg. <laughs> um, <laughs> Almost like being in Portland. Well, that's what I thought. Yes. So I was like, I just need to go home. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Um, so I did. And, you know, we, we started Dahlia up um, when I came back. Yeah. Certainly. And we were doing yeah. that resident. We did a residency at Doug Fur once a month for, uh -huh. um, for a while. I yeah. can't remember how long exactly. But there's some really, you know, once again, thanks to um, people who have audio and video cameras and whatnot like i feel so lucky that there's so much footage of dahlia at ohm live and there's uh -huh. tons of footage of dahlia at doug fur live uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, i feel really lucky to have that yeah otherwise i really wouldn't have much to remember wow those times from you know aside from the cds which were never anything like the live shows no but they were still good they were yeah i like them <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> well, there was a live, there was a, a live cut on 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 the first one. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. there was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you got to live. Yeah, yeah. It was live. Right. Straight off the board. Uh, <laughs> didn't doesn't ease up come out with with a crowd noise? I think it does actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there is an ambient noise now that you mention yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was yeah, that was probably straight yeah. off the board too. No. We liked merging a lot of that Why stuff. Why not? Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. And yeah. we owe, I mean, and still owe everything to the people that came. Yeah. I mean, everything. I mean, it, you know, especially for me, like improving and, and all of that. I mean, it was such a symbiotic relationship, you know, feeling that crowd is really what helped me elevate uh -huh. my energy uh -huh. to yeah. get to where I wanted to go. So what about now? What are you doing now? Well, um, I've, like I said, like coming back and booking that, just being with friends again and uh -huh. just, you know, not for money, like just going in other people's studios and just, and making music like, ugh, I'm kind of back in the love of that again. I'm not thinking about, I don't, I'm not clogged and bogged by the idea of making rent based on, you know, what my passion is uh -huh. and will always be. Yeah. So now, yeah. um, I, it's funny. I, I moved back was just all going to be all about being inspired. I heard you were coming back. I was sitting at a coffee shop with, <laughs> with Juliana one time, oh, and yeah, she said, yeah. she said, you oh. know, Jen's coming back. I went, woo! Love Juliana. <laughs> Ugh, love that woman. Um, let's see. Well, so, Tom, yeah, I, I came back. I w was leaving a, a, a relationship to do that, I'm, I'm leaving it very sweetly with friendship intact, mm -hmm. and wasn't thinking about you know, that side of my life, certainly. Uh -huh. um, but about a month after being here, I, I went to go see some friends of mine at Turn, 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 uh -huh. um, which I've seen a few really amazing shows there oh, now. Yeah. Like, I love that space. That's nice. Um, but went out to go see some friends and, um, and met some other musicians, of course, like you do, which is... Mm -hmm. Part of why I was going out that night, I was like, oh, yes, I can see like, like not only like see my friends who are musicians, but then yeah. like talk to other musicians. Yeah, and yeah. I just kind of wanted to get back in that headspace. Like I was yeah. pretty isolated when I was living in Los Angeles um, and wasn't doing anything like that really at all. Ever. Wow. Um, so it's hard to imagine. I know. I know. Me too. It feels like a dream. But um, but I met this uh, this man, Rob, that night and he ended up contacting me shortly thereafter. And well. Was a love connection was sparked, but he's also a drummer. And he was like, you know, I've been playing music with my friend Joe, uh -huh. um, and he's on bass, and we've just been like jamming in my basement. Like, do you want to just, you want to just like sing with us? And I was like, uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> like let's just have fun. Uh -huh. But from that first time we jammed, we wrote this incredible song called "Without," which I wish I had a recording to play uh -huh. for you. But 
Um, and from then on, we've just been prolific. We've only been together for a couple of months, and oh. we've already played a couple of shows now, and we have about 12 songs that we've written. And Are you still improvising? I mean, we do for just for, like, if we're just jamming out and finding a groove and uh -huh. just writing, yeah. certainly. Um, but no, what's been so great is it's like proper band. <laughs> we we bring ideas to each other and then uh -huh. we all like, you know, figure it out together. It's 100% mm -hmm. collaborative. It's oh. so fun. We're all very respectful of each other's, um, mm -hmm. what each other's um, contributions are. And I'm playing keys, which I've never sang and played keys at the same time. Wow. And it's been really scary, but so fun. Um, this last, like, not this last Monday, but on the 30th of September, um, Jen Lane of Barfly invited uh -huh. us to come and play Elvis's uh, birthday bash, <laughs> street artist Elvis. Yeah. Um, but those parties are always really fun. It's always like, you know, uh -huh. Trace was, there, you know, lots of old school Portland people. And right. so uh, May, May Ray is the name of my um, new band. And, um, and it's pretty punk, you know, it's like punk yeah. kind of goth. It's, it's heavy and, and, but it's just kind of no holds barred. We do whatever we feel. So sometimes it's like fast and like, you know, really, you know, punk <laughs> and then uh -huh. sometimes it's really gothy and like uh -huh. maudlin and i'm doing that kind of 24 note scale stuff that yeah, yeah. you know that i do yeah um but i get to sing in all these other ways that i really haven't ever had a chance to sing like maybe dramatica i could i kind of sing like that uh -huh. but i'm certainly not belting all the time either which has been really nice yeah um yeah. But yeah, so we, we I played the keys for the first time while singing. Well, and what's I was, that like? Oh my God, like, well, my hands were like shaking at first. I probably hit a couple of weird notes, but I did it. And each time I do it, um, I'm going to get more confident. Uh -huh. And I just keep writing more. Now I'm playing with both hands and it's just huh. this kind of slow evolution. And it's been really fun. Wow, what, so, what what's your rig? What do you, what do you play? I'm just I'm on a Korg. I forget yeah. what kind it is because I'm okay. such a shit like that. Nobody but. else knows what that I, is. Uh, any, anyway, it's a Korg synthesizer that yeah, I got from yeah. Trade Up. Uh -huh. We get everything from Trade Up. No offense, Artichoke <laughs> Music, but um, although uh, Rob did buy his his banjo from Artichoke, Music. yeah, he well, plays banjo too. No, Artichoke is known for 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 their acoustic instruments. Yeah, exactly, really. and his banjo is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just been a blast. So I'm growing. <laughs> There's a As banjo in the band. No, but we, oh. he and I dream on. He and I dream on. Um, we're about to buy a piano soon, and like uh -huh. a, a proper piano, upright. Um, and we we dream on just like playing together, and uh -huh. that's going to be really fun. Wow! But everyone in the in Mayray sings too. So uh -huh. we all we are all singing. We're all playing instruments. It's 100% collaborative. It's you, you know. Where, how'd you come up with the name? Well, we, we, the first night we got together um, was May 1st. Oh. And then Rob and I have the exact same birthday <laughs> and same year and everything, oh, So, which, which is in the month of May, last yeah. day of May. So, yeah. so it was like the first day we played together was May 1st, mm -hmm. and then our birthdays are May 31st. And so, I don't know. I was just wow. sitting outside one day, like, spacing out, and that's yeah. what popped into my head. The first time I saw it, I thought it said Man Ray. Right. I know. Well, yeah, and that already exists. Trust me. Okay. And actually, there, well, Man Ray is a band, I think... There's probably more than one Man Ray band too. Well, I know, a, but but Man Ray was a was an artist. Yeah. Well, Man Ray was all, yes, Man Ray was an artist. Um, a very um. When I, when I think of Man Ray, subtly I, disturbing I, one. At the I, 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 don't, I don't think of a band. I yeah, think of yeah, sl yeah. slitting eyeballs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
kind of disturbing. Um, but there's kind a, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, if you're geez. into that sort of thing. But um, well, I mean, you know, it's like uh, it was the David Lynch of his time. I, yes, he was, or, and inspired or David um, Cronenberg of his time. Yeah, I know, know, and that's like a whole other conversation. That's. Right. I mean, I was I was watching um, a documentary about the Black Dahlia, which people are always like, "Oh, oh yeah, Dahlia, yeah. like the Black Dahlia," and I'm like, yeah. "No, I'd rather not be split in two and in a yeah. ditch." Thank you. <laughs> And um, then everybody thought you were Dahlia. Well, yeah, that happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. And people still refer to me as Dahlia. As Dahlia. <laughs> which, if your name is Jennifer, which <laughs> it's nice to be called something that a hundred million people aren't named, but <laughs> not going to lie. But, um, but no. Um, no, and we, and Keith was always really sweet about that, you know, when people would just be like, oh, Dahlia. And he'd be like, what? Well, that's, that's us. <laughs> you can't see my gesture since this is being recorded, yeah, but it's yeah. And then, gesture. and then Jay would get pissed off. Yeah. And because, we're like, but you're because nobody ever talked about Jay. <laughs> but you're the king, right? Self-anointed <laughs> king Vader. <laughs> kind of makes it a dictatorship. I had though, him on it? the podcast. <laughs> oh, I yeah. had him on the podcast. Oh yeah, he's a wealth of information. And yeah, he was great. However, <laughs> he was still pissed off ten years later that I we didn't have more of him in the in the TV story. Oh yeah, that sounds like he Jay. was still holding a grudge. Yeah. That sounds like Jay. <laughs> It's those grudges that get him up in the morning. <laughs> well, I understand that. I'm I'm still pissed off that the Orioles lost to the Mets in, <laughs> yeah, in, the, in, the, in the 1969 we World got, Series. Okay, it's only been things. only been 50 years ago. You know. <laughs> we all got our things. Yeah. Keep got to keep the blood up. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, I have a pacemaker for that. Oh, babe. <laughs> You're like the... I'm a cyborg. You are. I am. With a heart of gold. <laughs> and gold's uh, up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so are you, are you, are you, you got gigs coming up? Yeah, we're going to do a party um, at the Shout House, which is down, it's kind of down underneath, kind of in uh, East Industrial. Uh -huh. And it's just, it's actually kind of a, a playhouse, but they do like after hour parties there uh -huh, and, uh -huh. and different. Did it used to be something else? I don't remember what okay. it used to be called. I, right. I actually was in town visiting. I was in there's town so many, for. There's so many clubs. Uh, it used to be six or seven other things. Well, and there's all those, there's all those warehouse spaces <laughs> yes, down there and they've yeah. been like different artists, right. studio, you know, right, all right. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was in town last year for, um, I remember it's for Jeffrey Wonderful, who's uh -huh. a friend and just an incredible provocateur um in portland um ugh, jeffrey wonderful what an incredible person but um but i was in town for a remembrance they were doing chariots of rubber which was this um musical like rock musical that he wrote um at dante's and uh anyways i like did that and after the night like i wanted to stay out a little later and and came across this like after hours party that was happening in the space and it was so much fun it was uh -huh. like really great dj and i was just danced my butt off for like an hour and a half straight, totally lost time. <laughs> and when I, when Rob was telling me about his friend Johnny, who um, you know wrote plays and was had this space, and it was so incredible, blah blah blah. I realized after seeing the space that it was the same place that I had gone to this after hours. Oh. Which, honestly, I didn't even like recognize where I was. Uh -huh. Kind of being back in Portland uh -huh. has been so weird because there's so much new stuff. Um, it's yeah. not really the same, always the same city that I remember no, as my own template, you no, know, no, uh -uh. um, but it's an incredible space. It probably fits up maybe a yeah. hundred people, but we're going to play there on the 22nd of November with our friends, seven Kate candy and fading uh -huh. signals. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
have you have you had to deal with people coming to see you who would expect the old you oh for sure 100 percent. oh my gosh yeah. yeah we are first so i've only played two shows yeah. with may ray and the first show we did at tryst um which was a blast and we did it with our uh -huh. our friend fading signals and they do like a ton of like covers um like yeah. by the cure and joy division and ministry and they're yeah. so much fun yeah um but, but yeah, so, but you know, at first I just, you know, hadn't been back in town for that long. And so yeah. people wanted to like come see me and, but then support me and like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Yeah. And yeah. they were like, wait, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> who, who, who is this? Who is this person? <laughs> I, I don't remember her. <laughs> but I mean, and it's still me and I'm still like a banshee, you know, like that hasn't changed. Um, I still sing my ass off, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was definitely a departure. Yeah. Um, and at the time too, I think, you know, because it is so minimal, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we're just, um, we're just, uh, going to evolve like every yeah. show we're going to evolve and, and get, we're getting better and better all the uh -huh. time. You uh -huh. know, we're just, we're brand new. Uh, but it is just drums, bass and, and, and vocals. And, that and, first and, show was, yeah. that was just that. And now keys. Um, and, and what? And now keys. And now keys, but yes. that, you know, that first show, like, yeah. like, like, like Dave Elliott, who owned him, like, came yeah. and he's like, well, it's not really for me, but I'm happy that you're happy, you know, typical East Coast fashion. Um, and, you know, I, I freaking respect that, of course. Right. Like, and the right. other thing is, I don't expect everyone to like it. And yeah. there were people who didn't like Dahlia. They were like, you know, everyone's, yeah. everyone's got a gripe. I always think back to like some radio, you, maybe you would know this, but there was like some like radio host who basically like asked all his listeners like what's the perfect song to you yeah and then everyone put it in and then they like made that song and then they <laughs> played it and everybody hated it you know and it's like you just can't please everyone like yeah. it's you know your happiness is i mean this is what i recognize now is that yeah. Yeah. um after years of heartbreak and like making music and then yeah. making money off of it and then that yeah. kind of messing with my head and right. like you know all right. the different ways yeah, you can yeah. break your heart through yeah. your artistry yeah um i've just realized that the only um the only heart that can't be broken is the express is the true expression of your art you know right um it's just uh what makes you happy and people will either feel yeah, that yeah, or not you, feel yeah, it. you stopped what do you mean you stopped singing. I did, but I was still singing, just to nature and in my backyard, and I was still writing, um, uh -huh. but just to myself, you know, quietly. I was still uh -huh. singing to my cat, or <laughs> you know, singing in uh -huh. prayer, uh -huh. or uh -huh. um, you know, because um, I, I I was doing a lot of um, well, I was doing a lot of spiritual work, and I was doing like classes on um, crystals and. Uh -huh geology and then I um, purchased a bunch of crystal singing bowls and I was doing some mm. healings for people with that and uh -huh. like and then performing those and singing um uh that's not the kind where that's not the kind where you, you you rub your finger on the on, no, on, no. on top of the bowl <laughs> with water inside yeah, right. no but you know I was obsessed you, with doing that when I was a little that? girl of can course <laughs> I used to do that when I was a little girl with my made my mom very nervous she was like those are really nice crystal glasses Please don't break those. You'll break your mother's heart. Um, no, they're, they're, they're like the large. They're made of uh -huh. um, compressed quartz. Yeah. And they're really loud. They can be very loud. They're very oh. beautiful. Oh. Um, and they can definitely um, uh, it's uh, kind of bring you into another state. So I would play them for like uh, my friends who are yoga instructors uh -huh. and, uh -huh. and play them for their classes. It was tons of fun, you know. Yeah. 
but it was also it also was probably part of my process in getting back to the joy oh, gotcha. you know gotcha yeah. and just getting out of my head with you know because i started making a living as a musician when i was 23 i mean i was doing yeah. stuff with you know house labels and uh -huh. not so much even in portland but doing stuff um, mm -hmm. outside and um and in europe so that that kind of um you know how do you say it i was learning how to do that you know yeah. learning yeah. how to please and how uh -huh. to you know get yeses and how to you know uh -huh. make a living like you have to hustle right um and i hate hustling right. i've always hated hustling yes. And I hate feeling inauthentic in yeah. my interactions That's with why I'm people. Broke. I mean, right? Yes. You know, yeah. I don't own a house either. You know, for the twenty-five some odd years that you know, mm -hmm. and I just got, like, <laughs> like I was telling you before we began recording, like I'm in the process of moving, and I'm so broke, and um, and I got a check from BMI this week, and I was like, oh, hey, thank God, hey, like, there you thank go. You. <laughs> <laughs> Those will like pop up like the past, right, the, oh, the past, right when I need them. The past rewards you. <laughs> it's just so great. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it's just. What was it for? Um, I mean, I mean, not I mean how much. I mean, what, do you remember what, 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 what? Oh, it's probably for, I mean, I think it's for some Dahlia stuff. I think uh -huh. it's for some, uh -huh. I think uh -huh. it might even be so, some King Black Acid stuff. It might oh my be God. For, um, <laughs> it's for some Banco de Gaia stuff. It's for some stuff with Govinda. Like, uh -huh. oh, I forget. There's a, it's a few things. I think there's a commercial on there that I did for um, a clothing company. I forget. Yeah. I'm terrible. I remember terrible one, of the, one of the last times I saw you before you left, you did a show with Storm. Sure. Yeah. We, d we definitely did shows um, yeah. with Storm for a while. And um, I think my favorite moment with Storm was when we did, we did um, Persephone by the Cocteau Twins uh -huh. together. And uh -huh. we did um, Crimson and Clo Clover together. Ah, really? And it was, I mean, she's a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, and certainly. Um, and so we, are you. We, yeah. And certainly, but certainly like together, you know, especially with her great height and oh, my yeah. little pixie power, like <laughs> it was very beautiful. I really cherish yeah. those, that yeah. moment. I think, I, I think it was, uh, I think I saw you guys at Burbati's. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That might, was that the night that I was wearing, of course. Yeah. I think she was wearing like the American flag with like a Nazi Germany <laughs> hat. Oh, and I was wearing like all white with like a giant feathered, like Indian headdress. And it was like for the 4th of July. <laughs> we we're both making our statements. <laughs> oh boy. That was a long time ago. Yeah. That was probably like what? 2002 maybe. Something like or that. 2003. Yeah. Well, welcome home. Thanks Papa. I'm welcome home. I I'm love so, this town so much. I'm, and, and it loves you too. Yeah, I'm just like, ugh, I just, I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm grounded. I'm. I was so glad to hear you were coming back. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And since I've been back, it's just been pure magic, you know, in, yeah. in all the ways that you want your life to be. You know, I'm in mm -hmm. love. I'm becoming a, you know, stepmother to my partner's daughter, who is just a magical being. Yeah. I'm, we're, you know, and then I'm in a band with my partner and we're just yeah. having a blast and. Um, you know, I'm going to be living in Southeast, which is where I always have felt the most uh -huh. at home as far uh -huh. as Portland proper goes. Uh -huh. Um, you know, wow. life is really good. Just got a new job at my favorite cemetery in Portland, which I'm also really excited about. Just everything's really great. Okay. So what's the full title of the Marcella tune? It's Marcella behind liquid blue eyes. Yeah. Um, written for my girlfriend, Marcy. 
Okay. Thanks for being here. Oh, Tom, I just adore you. Thanks so much.
melt on the snow.